crippling thoughts, dramatic mysteries, wonderful worlds of fantasy, denying love of the heart that beats within your chest, or is it just your imagination? Let's dive into a world of novels as we read books from all over, from writing and reading reviews to interviews, one-on-one sessions, and honest writing opinions. Let's keep it real in this new mystical mode. good you guys i'm your host mystic and welcome to another episode of mystical mode where i keep my opinions as real as possible and hopefully you guys won't kill me for them later today we have another intriguingly spicy book review to do today and it's full of romance and let's just say this is not pg-13 so to all the younger listeners please keep in mind that this story is not and i repeat is not for you. Whew, it's barely even for me, honestly. Jesus. And this story, uh, okay. The novel is called My Cupcake. It has a 4.9 in romance. It was updated a few days ago, and so far it has six delectably delicious, oh my god, chapters. Uh, sometimes it really makes me to compare, it merely makes me compare Wetpad's fan fictions with My Hero Academia to this. Now, to all my Weep fans out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And don't you even try to deny the fact that you do not do the same thing. I don't even want to hear it. I, I don't want to hear a single word. But this story really makes me compare the two because, of course... A Deku with a Bakugo um, session is all fine and dandy, but when you get into this, it is beyond maculant, at least up to my points of view. And this fabulous author, oh, who literally has really um, raised the heat in the room, sorry if I say your name incorrectly, but I think it's Vila J. Matthews or Moraine. Um, in their bio, it states, romance, fantasy, author, 16 um, 16 and 18 and up, which I completely agree. These are 16 to 18 and up. And ongoing stories is my cupcake, Quinlan, and please comment, like, and review, and more. And also, they have um, a Twitter page and an Instagram account that you guys should totally check out as well. Give them a like, re- um, post their tweets, and so much more. Speaking of Twitter, guys, I also have a Twitter account that you should that I always be posting up my reviews on. So feel free, give me a like, reshare it so it can really get the word out there, such as like that, and so on. But either way, when I tell you these stories are immaculate, they are immaculate, they are really, it's like, like that TikTok meme or something like that. It's like, why is this so spicy? That's exactly what it is. Why is it so spicy? It, truly does deserve those 4.9 ratings, if you know what I mean. This story is not for the kind-hearted, innocent, sweet children that I, not children, or the sweet innocence of the young that be on Inkit, Wetpad, Dream, One Story, and so much more. This story, this story is spicy. Not the type of, oh, let me put a dash of salt in the chicken, even though there's no seasoning on the chicken type of spicy. The type of spicy where you'd be, like, dumping a whole bottle of hot sauce, um, habanero, habanero peppers, 
and all that type of jazz. This story is, oof, I need some milk. But other than that, I really enjoyed this story, and not just for the hot and heavy scenes that are within it. Make sure you were old enough to read this. But yeah, so let's get into the summary and get into the story as we fall into a more mystical mode. Warning, warning, and warning. This story may contain adult themes, strong language, and descriptive sexual content that isn't suitable for individuals under the age of 18. Keep that in mind. Back to the episode. You're mine. I don't want anyone else to have you. When a young Vanessa, Lucina, finds herself ensnarled in a possessive and sex-filled relationship with the cruel and calculating Oliver de la Cruz, things seem to be at a standstill. That is, until she finds herself wrapped in the emotional arms of Oliver's eccentric and amazing roommate, Jack Slindren. In a world full of possibilities, what happens when Vanessa is trapped in Oliver's unrelenting fire and yet drowning in Jack's emotional depth? Jesus Christ, is it getting hot in here or is it just me? And it's only the summary! Oh my god! Oh my god! This is hot and heavy already in the beginning! In the beginning! No, you're not holding back in the slightest, and this is true to a fault. This is an 18 and plus story. So if you were 18 and under and you were still having the audacity to listen to this episode, which I totally, totally do, you know, and tell your friends. But if they're under 18, don't do it. You shouldn't be here. Because this summary is by far one of the most, like, why is it so spicy? One of the most spiciest things that I've ever not ever, that definitely makes it my top 10 for one of the most spiciest intros of my life. Of my life, without a hesitation of a doubt, this is glorious. Especially the last part where it says, in a world full of possibilities, what happens when Vanessa is trapped in Oliver's unrelenting fire and yet drowning in Jax's emotional depth. I don't know if you guys caught that, but that's fire and water. Two different things. They are enemies. Okay? Oliver is a faffy, fiery, wrath-like person. He consumes all. He demands presence. He demands attention. He is possessive. He will control you to a T. It's a dom and brat situation. Now, to all the younger people who are still listening that shouldn't be on here, if you're literally nodding your head saying, "Mm, Mystic is right, for shame on you. For shame on me for reading wet pad fan fiction, but for shame on you. But not gonna lie, Dobby seems to be pretty fire. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about fire and water, bro. A fiery passion that burns you yet keeps you warm, or cool, nice watery substance that can just fulfill you in every single way possible. It's either you get burnt alive by Oliver or you drown. <laughs> 
with Jax. It's so, oh my god, that's just so, it's such a big contrast, and it really gives you, already in the summary, a good description of who these people are and what they are represented as, just by the elements that you've said alone. Oliver is fire, he's like an Aries, okay? I don't know about, I don't know if you guys know a lot about Zodiacs, but Oliver is an Aries, mixed with a Leo. Pride power, controlling, you do this when I say so, and you better get it done quickly unless you're going to get punished. Although I'm not complaining about the punishments, but still! 100% and Jax, I can't really say what Zodiac sign Jax reminds me of at the current moment, but he's smoother. He's more emotional. He's more of like the guy saying, oh, you don't like me anymore? Sad. Or like, Oh, I would tell you the world, and I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you you're beautiful, you're nice, you're sweet. He gives an emotional standpoint that Oliver lacks. But I feel like Jax lacks a little bit of a backbone. Just a little bit. But either way, hot, heavy, fiery. It's either you get burnt alive or you're drowning, honey. There is no in-between. There's no gray area, and there is no middle ground. That's amazing. And this is only in the summary. Oh, my God. Only in the summary, which you've done a phenomenal phenomenal job with writing. Of course, the last name, though, a little bit, like Vanessa, Lu- I don't know if I'm saying her name correctly, Luciano? Luciano? I don't know. Either way, they're unique, and I like it. And also, Oliver's name is just as spicy as he is. Oliver de la Cruz. It sounds French. And I don't know about you guys, but French language is a pretty hot language this overall is just a hot language it's anybody who's speaking french you are god now you are automatically god but other than that let's get into chapter one before i completely rant off about this story way longer than i have to Prologue. The ding of her phone brought a sigh tumbling from Vanessa's rose-colored lips. Its chime echoed like a bell as she laid sprawled onto her bed. Tangled sheets filled her vision as she struggled to find the energy to inch her fingers towards the damnable device. Without glancing at the screen, she knew who the message was from. Thanks to her excitement months back, Vanessa had assigned the caller his own unique ringtone. A sound that once brought her joy and elation now carried the heavy weight of obligation and melancholy. It wasn't long before Vanessa's slow response time triggered a second text from the impatient caller. The sound produced a less-than-ladylike groan from Vanessa as she snatched the phone from its charger. The name that appeared on her screen mocked her as she gazed with contempt at the blocky text. Oliver de la Cruz. I'll see you shortly. Be sure you don't forget anything. I hope you're not ignoring me. The last message struck a nerve as Vanessa bit back the urge to type out a bitter response. The memory of the two weeks he had gone without giving her even a single message flitted through her mind as she stared begrudgingly at his words. Though Vanessa wasn't one who needed constant coddling, it still annoyed her beyond belief when someone chose to ignore her without even the smallest of explanations. An introvert at heart, Vanessa enjoyed her space and quite liked the silence that came with such a lifestyle. But Vanessa was someone who needed structure, finding herself shackled to a life of routine as much as she hated to admit it, even a person's 
presence became something that she built her day around, and when that presence was suddenly stripped from her, Vanessa's mind was a bloody battlefield of what-ifs. Though she tried time and again to talk through the feelings that overwhelmed her, it remained unspoken. It was something that Vanessa always feared that if she tried to open up to anyone about these panicked thoughts, she would sound completely and undeniably insane, which brought her mind back to the matter at hand, Oliver. Never one to take responsibility and always the first to point a finger, as with everything Vanessa chose her battle with caution, weighing the pros and cons as if her very life depended on it. Lips set in a thin line and almond eyes staring at the text with intensity. Vanessa had her thumbs at the ready as her brown eyes began to blur. With slumped shoulders, Vanessa pushed the negative thoughts from her mind, her fingers quickly typing out a curt response to assure Oliver that she indeed would see him soon and that she hadn't forgotten. That taken care of, Vanessa threw herself back onto her bed, the smell of her laundry detergent a smell comfort as her phone did carelessly from her fingers to the floor. Eyes closed and breath steady, Vanessa's mind was a whirlwind. Her thoughts filled with every decision she had made that brought her to this point in her life, that brought her to him. In this moment, she couldn't help but question, what would have happened if she just said no? Your prologue is really short, but I don't think most prologues are supposed to be that long to begin with. Either way, I still thought it was very, very nice. I really enjoyed the prologue. It just gave me a different sense of something new. He texted her. He, She kind of ignored her. He got really picky and possessive and just said, no, text me back immediately. She sighed and she's like, you know what? What could I be doing with my life if I wasn't with him? And I know we all can totally relate to that. Like, what if I didn't do this? Or what if I just didn't do that? And we all thought about doing stuff differently to probably have a different future and such as like that and so on. And it doesn't strike me as odd that she thinks these same things too. Clearly, I can't tell if she's happy in the relationship, content with the relationship, or just compliant. She doesn't want to start a fuss. She doesn't want to argue. She keeps it stone cold because he does not care. So I can definitely see where she's coming from. And I think he did a really good job with that. To be honest, I enjoyed the prologue just as much as I enjoyed chapter one. And so much more. The whole story itself just brings everything, everything into a new light. And it's just amazing. You've done a really, really good job with the prologue. And I really don't have any contradicting notes for you regarding the prologue to begin with. It was just sweet and it was nice and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. It was, I'm really nitpicky about romance novels and such as like that and so on. But this story is different, very different and appreciatively different in so many different ways. So good job and let's get into the reading of chapter one. Chapter 1. Melancholy Thoughts The city lights filled Vanessa's vision as she drove through the tunnel that led into Boston. It was already nightfall by this time, and she had reached her destination, and Vanessa couldn't have been less excited about it. Between the anxiety of crowds and the never-ceasing loud noises, it was nearly impossible to keep the irrationality that lay dormant beneath her 
usually calm exterior at bay. With a toss of her hands, Vanessa strung out a slew of curse words as she eyed the man who nearly clipped her bumper with vagans as yet another swarm of people bustled their way across the busy street. For the life of her, Vanessa would never understand how anyone could live in such proximity of each other. If the large populace didn't drive her away, the constant noise certainly did the trick. It was times like this that she deeply appreciated the familiarity of the small town she called home back in the beautiful state of Maine. From the ocean views to the peaceful sound of the birds chirping in the early morning, there was truly no place she'd rather call home. As Vanessa made her final turn towards Oliver's apartment complex, the bell tone of his text filled her car's Bluetooth speakers, the delicate sound making her sneer as she rolled her eyes at the short snippet of text that caught her eye. Oliver was a lot of things, charming, charismatic, even cunning. But one thing she knew he wasn't was patient. After what must have been her millionth sigh, Vanessa threw her car into park and stared at a brick wall that she now illuminated by her dimming headlights. As she jostled around for her wallet, and keys, Vanessa began to fall into a familiar melancholy thoughts of what the hell she was doing with her life. Lord knew that she had dealt with her fair share of shitty people. She had learned all the lessons she could have gained from those experiences and somehow she still managed to be trapped by yet another man with empty promises. Maybe I'm the problem. As that last thought struck a chord, Vanessa slammed the car door with more force than necessary, the loud bang producing a small apology from her lips as she stroked her beaten-up vehicle with tenderness. The hunk of metal wasn't much to look at after less than a year of ownership, though she had gotten it used. The car had been through more than she had ever anticipated for one measly year. One engine replacement and black ice-induced accident later, her car had indeed seen better days. Though Vanessa couldn't be too upset by the cosmetic flaws and money wasted, after all, it got her from point A to point B, and that's all she truly cared about. With one last fleeting look, Vanessa threw her bag over her shoulder and turned towards the entrance of the building, only to find the man responsible for her sleepless nights and anxiety-induced thought. His honey-colored eyes fixated on her as a small frown wrinkled his forehead in displeasure. As she drew nearer, the sound of her shoes slapped softly against the cracked pavement. The smell of fall lingered in the air as a cool breeze snipped her pale skin through the woolen sweater she wore. Took you long enough? The words were short and held a bit of annoyance as Oliver's voice reached her, the hint of his Latin heritage clinging to every word he spoke as his accent shone through. No matter how many times he swore the slight twang of his wasn't there, Vanessa heard it loud and clear, and she made sure to point it out to him whenever she was feeling especially feisty. This was not one of those times. With stubbornness bestowed upon her by her parents, Vanessa bit down on the rising fear of being the brunt of his disappointment. She had learned many lessons throughout her years of trial and error dating, but one that seemed to never be learned was that you couldn't please everyone, especially a man like Oliver. Though time and time again, Vanessa found herself on her knees at his mercy, doing any and everything to have that smile of his aimed in her direction, did it make her a fool? Certainly. But she found herself powerless against him. One touch, one kiss, one beautifully spoken word, and just like that, she was his. No matter what he said, she refused to believe she could ever be afraid of this man. Although the intimidating height of six feet compared to her small five foot one, it was hard not to feel incredulously small under his piercing gaze. With a mental shake of her head, Vanessa couldn't help but admire him as she drew closer. The way the dim lights of the stream street lamp fitted, flitted across his smooth tanned skin and jet black hair, now the faintest hint of a smirk teased the corner of his full lips. 
It was enough to make her feel momentarily proud to have the one the affection of such an attractive man, even if the feeling was only brief. Yeah, well, I'm here, aren't I? Vanessa flashed him a cheeky grin as she eyed the man with a fevered gaze. Oliver knew better than anyone the sarcastic manners of the woman he brought into his bed. She was clever, witty, and strangely enigmatic, but beyond that she held a note of naivety that he couldn't resist. Though Vanessa had never been his usual type, her being a short and plump woman, it was her face that was her redeeming quality. Her eyes a deep brown that seemed almost endless with long brown hair that tumbled down her back in waves, hitting just above her hips. Her skin was as pale as moonlight, making her already dark features appear that much darker, and her pale heart-shaped lips were always ready to bestow a smile to passerby. As his eyes ventured downward, Oliver couldn't help but appreciate the curves that she was graced with. With a sigh of his own, Oliver slipped his large hand around her small one. The action to bystanders may have looked endearing or even natural, but this was strictly a part of his game, to make her feel, even if just for tonight, that she was his, and he was hers. Okay, I'm going to step back from being a reviewer for a couple seconds just to talk about how terribly, mm, how much of a butthole Oliver is towards this woman. I want to talk about literally the disgusting factor that makes me, one, that makes vile build up in my throat. That, and that alone is how disgusted I am with this character his actions alone make me first off it doesn't make me hate men but i'm like guys this is what's representing you right now y'all should feel like ashamed like if like it's basically like a child like if that was my child i would feel so ashamed such a terrible representation of the worst person i could possibly ever ever imagine the type of self-cockiness and the type of self um, what's it called? Self-prowess and pride that he has for himself to think such little things of others astounds me. And this is only, and this is only the first two chapters. I only have a couple more words to say about this character, but they are not PG for the podcast that I am trying to establish. So let me just say this. He's a mad poopy face. A mad poopy face. I'll let you guys take that into any way you want to. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if I could jump into the story and whack this guy upside the head or some type, I don't even know. If I could, oh, I have to keep it PG. If I could just go into that story and just, you know, just have a Levi moment. Yeah, it's all the weebs out there. Yeah, Levi moment on that on that Titan who killed all of his friends, like Anna, how he Anna killed all of his friends and comrades. Yeah, if I can just have one of those moments with Oliver, oh my god, that that's all I need. Or one of the moments where Gone, like, where his um best friend died, and he's like, show me your true power, and Kilo has to stop him from literally murdering this guy. Ooh, I'm having one of those types of moments right now. I despise this guy. Hmm. <sighs> an absolute un not even unjustified without a single of a doubt i despise this guy but coming back to a reviewer point of view you've written an awesome story 
this is by far so amazing and so descriptive within like the first couple of chapters. It gives you so much insight about how the characters react to one another and about how they see each other and how they see themselves. Vanessa is a shy girl. She isn't, how should I say, she isn't aware of herself and her self-pride. She, I kind of feel like she has a little bit of self-doubt within herself. Like, of course, she's a pretty girl and such like that and so on. But the way Oliver brings down, to me personally, the way Oliver brings down her self-confidence makes me feel like that she doesn't value herself as much as she should. It makes me feel like she doesn't show her true emotions because she's so used to not feeling those emotions it's so used to feeling downgraded and um putting down on it's just sad i kind of can relate with vanessa though allowing men or anybody else family members friends whatever a dog who knows a spider in your room that won't leave you alone so you have to literally just bleach your whole entire room to make sure there's no more spiders left in your room um, that's a little bit of too much of a relatable story, but I feel Vanessa being put down by somebody else because you don't think you're worth it and you don't think you're worth the extra time or the extra effort and you constantly have a mind state, mind state of depression, you know, whereas like you don't believe in yourself in the slightest and you think that one false move is going to be the end of all of it you try to keep on a brave face to make sure that everybody thinks that you're okay when you're just not you always just want to be better and do better and constantly push forward the idea that i'm okay i'm smart i can do this but in your mind you definitely know for a fact that you don't feel like you can do anything you think you're so decrepit and just so dumb you don't think anything's actually worth that extra effort or time and it's upsetting it's upsetting to me personally because i know how it feels and oh my god it's just, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just so decrepit and you literally don't feel like you're worth anything. You were below the gene pool. You were nothing more than just trash laying on the side of the way, blowing through the wind, hoping to start again. Yes, I just pulled a Carrie, Katy Perry quote into this. It's just, you feel lost and you don't know what to do. And the only thing I can say to you guys is when you're in that constant state of mind, nothing is ever going to change. And if you're going to constantly be in that state of mind, nothing will ever prosper or nothing will ever grow from your life. You guys always need to remember that if you're going to put forth effort and try in something, whether it be small or big, whether you're trying to say a speech at your school, whether you're trying to go for a certain basketball team or something like that. There's always going to be people who doubt you. There's always going to be people who don't believe you can do what you put in your mind to do. There's always going to be people second-guessing your actions. And to me personally, if you allow them, if you allow them to second-guess your actions, if you allow them to put in that little bit of effort to make you feel bad about yourself, if you allow them into your mind and to literally corrupt your whole system of thinking and to into believing that you cannot do anything more than what you already see in yourself, it's a bunch load of bull poop. Yeah, I said bull poop. You can do so much more. Do never, and I mean never, let 
anybody put you in that mindset where you can't even believe in yourself, where you can't even get up in the morning. That is not how you're supposed to live your life. And I say it with heart and I say it with absolute conviction because I have been there. I have been there and you should never, ever allow any man woman, animal, family member, or friend puts you in such a state where you can't even get up in the morning. Now that went a little deep. I'm not going to deny those facts. That went a little deep, but I feel so heart strong about this. And that's why I love to see Vanessa develop. I love the way she turns into something bigger, something brighter, and so much, so much more than just herself. She learns to love herself. And that's the main takeaway from this book. And I absolutely love it. I read a quote one day, and it really changed my life to make me feel better. Treat yourself like someone you love. Treat yourself like someone you love. Of course, you can just treat anybody differently because you want them to feel better. You want them to feel great. Sometimes you need to worry about yourself. And treat yourself like somebody you love. Somebody you appreciate. Somebody you want to help, hold, and constantly love. That's all I have to say on the matters of Vanessa. For the people who are like Oliver, I want you to take a good look in the mirror and think about who you are as a person. Think about your faults instead of picking out the little things in others. I want you to take judgmental time to think about yourself and your actions to put yourself off that pedestal and look around. Are you making anybody happy? And if you don't care about making people happy, then I don't know how to help you. (laughs) Those are just my point of view. But overall, I love the development you've written in the story. I love the character's development. I love so much more and everything about this story. It really pulled on my heart, as you can clearly see, because I went into a, I don't know, I went into a whole minute life coach type of moment. Maybe I should do, like, a life coach episode, you guys. Um, Share me some comments if you guys think a life coach idea or something around those lines would be really cool, like, five minutes of inspiration by Mystic. Whoop, whoop. But either way, this is great. And it really pulled something deep inside of me, obviously, because it was just so amazing. You've done a great job. A def- it's definitely worth the stars that has been given to it. Although, 4.9, I really think it's a 5 out of 5 stars for this romance novel. And you guys already know how I feel about romance. I'm a little bit nitpicky with it because I hate the original theme of broken girl finds hot guy or something, something along those lines, you know? Taking an original plot and making it your own is just phenomenal. And you have done that and so much more. Because I truly felt, I truly felt for these characters in such a short period of time. Six chapters is a short period of time to fall in love and to relate and be able to click with such characters. You have not developed characters in a way. You have developed people. You have made people. You have made this relatable I can relate to it, and I don't know about all the listeners out today, but I know you guys, if you guys read it, you will be able to relate depending on your circumstances and with your livelihood. But either way, great job, and great way to pull on my heartstrings. You got me in tears, my guy. Oh my god. I just enjoyed reading it so much, and I enjoyed voicing my opinions about it so much. It really, 
really pulled me through. But guys, again, I dare you say, treat yourself like someone you love. Treat yourself like someone you love. Because if nobody's going to be around to love you, love yourself. Who says that you need a man, woman, dog, cat, bird, ant, not a spider. Spiders are the bane of my existence. But <laughs> if you, nobody else would love you, love yourself. Treat yourself like the person you want in your life. Treat yourself like how you would wish somebody else would treat you. Go on little shopping sprees for yourself. Learn to love being by yourself. The more you love being by yourself and the more you love yourself is the more you'll be able to see how much people can actually appreciate you. How much they actually will care for you and love you and so much more. Don't ever let anybody say otherwise. Because if somebody says you're not worth the time, you're not worth the effort. You're not worth these extra $5. You're not worth this. You're Guess what? That's a bunch of bullcrap. You are so much more than what you're worth. You can put so much more effort into life than what you are giving. You can put so much more into anything, no matter how you are feeling. You are not alive for no reason. Although sometimes I do be seeing those videos up on TikTok. Basically says like, God, let me live another day and I'm about to make it everyone's problem. But guess what, honey? Make it everyone's problem. Show them that you are alive, you are here, and you're here to freaking stay, honey. Snap your fingers, walk that walk, click them heels, and go shopping, okay? Shopping day, and to all of you guys have a gay best friend, take them with you, because it will be an experience. It will be an experience. A clapping hands, ha-ha, Starbucks run type of experience, okay? Love yourselves, and I love all of you. Thank you so much for listening today. This story has really, really pulled me through, and so much more. Thank you, guys, and thank you to the author who who has written such an amazing story that I adore. So, I'm sorry if I said your name incorrectly again. Valia J. Matthews, great job, great story, and great connections. Hey guys, I don't know about you, but when I get badges on my work, I feel absolutely amazing and so much more. I feel like I've truly accomplished something. Not to mention, I always want to grow and expand my readership. If these thoughts ever come into your mind, then these upcoming events are totally for you. The warm-up to the winter event is similar to the Na Na No Write Mo, but with a weekly word count of 2,500 words. You must follow the link and enter a form online. This will run from now until January 31st, and those who reach 20k will receive a special prize! Event 2 is Holiday Helper, where people can post tips in groups. Remember to use hashtag Holiday Helper in your posts. The people who post the most tips within each group will earn a special profile badge at the end of the month. And if you have any help, helpful pieces of advice and would like to work on decision making and have really detailed and awesome discussions, remember to use hashtag HolidayHelper so we can find you and totally give you the awards that you deserve.
that's all for today, guys. And that announcement is shared through Kelly Lord on Inkit. So, guys, join these events and so much more because I don't know about you guys, but I wanted to participate because I want to get badges and special prizes. Until next time, we've kept the real on Mystical Mode.